0: to the Coffee and Conversation Podcast, the podcast that celebrates great people making amazing things happen. This podcast series provides a space for some fabulous people to share their stories and find a voice within our ever-changing world. It is a space that simply encourages sparky conversations because there is most definitely always something to be learned from every interesting conversation, however unscripted. At its heart, this podcast is built on the belief that each of us experiences the world in our own unique way, meaning that we all have our own story to share the Coffee and Conversation podcast aims to uncover a range of perhaps previously unheard stories in an informal engaging way so that we can all connect, explore, grow and learn from the great people behind these tales. Happy listening. On today's episode of the Coffee and Conversation podcast I am joined by Katie Anderson, a primary school teacher, artist and wild wanderer based in West Lothian, Scotland. Since taking up teaching in recent years, Katie has been interested in merging her arts practice with her teaching pedagogy. She has been on an exciting journey with her pupils, or as she likes to call them, her fellow artists, to explore, question and create a curriculum that is purposeful in our ever-changing world. Katie feels that the recent months have provided many with valuable time to pause, take notice, reflect and reimagine education. So welcome Katie, welcome to the Coffee and Conversation podcast, uh, it's really great to be talking to you and uh, as ever I, I am actually now sat in uh, my office in Scotland with a coffee in a Percy Pig mug in my hand, uh, looking out at the kind of grey drizzly weather and really wishing that the sun would come back. Um, but yeah, so whereabouts in the world are you? Um, so I uh
1: well in my spare bedroom <laughs> at the moment, I'm in Bathgate, in West Lothian. Um, we live on like a really really busy road so you might hear a lot of um, busy traffic and we get a lot of uh, ambulances and stuff that go along this road so if you hear lots of sirens it's nothing to overly panic about And I should have probably made a tea or coffee, but I just have a glass of water.
0: That's, that's, any drink is acceptable, on the even though it's the Coffee and Conversation podcast. We've had a whole range, including wine, actually. We have had a couple of glasses of wine from a few guests. But maybe, yeah, we are recording this at 10 o'clock in the morning, so perhaps that's... No, a, bit a bit early. early. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, it's great great to be talking with you and um uh just for li- we've never we've never met in person we actually met through a um something called creative bravery campfires sessions um which for anybody who's interested in maybe some alternative perspectives on education um, have a look on twitter for creative bravery festival and uh yeah i heard katie um you had a four minute slot to talk about um some things that were were related and relevant to you uh and a couple of the things that that Katie talked about really resonated with me so I sent her a message quickly and said please will you be in my podcast and thankfully she replied yes um so yeah so it's really good to have you and um as ever I'll invite you to um share your quotes with us and I believe you may Mm. have got two Yeah I mean I could have had like five
1: (laughs) Um, because I think when I was having a look at them I thought oh god so many of them like jumped out and like resonated with me and I think particularly when I have that sort of like teacher kind of mindset as well like there were so many things that jumped out. Um, But I went for two that link up together very easily, they're very similar. So there was the one from Tom Ford, I think I put it down. Uh, the most important things in life are the connections you make with others. Um, and then I had connection is the energy that is created between people when they feel seen, heard and valued, when they can give and receive without judgment. So I really liked those two quotes. They were the ones that I went, yep,
0: yeah, I'll finally make my decision. <laughs> And I'll go with those two. And what so what was it? So you mentioned teacher mindset, but what was it in particular? Because the word connection definitely comes out strongly in both of those. So what, what was it that that drew you to those quotes?
1: I think a number of different things. because um, when I think about even this sort of strange time within, you know, lockdown and COVID 19, and I've had like so much so much time to reflect on things. Um and then also like make like new connections with people that I would never have had the chance to speak to before. Um, and for me, like I often talked about it um, before, you know, lockdown and everything. I work in a really small school. Um, I don't have, you know, a, a stage partner or anything like that. We have a great team, but I don't really have um, someone there all the time to sort of bounce my ideas off of. Um, and some of the things that I was trying to do recently were really, really different a bit out there when I was teaching so I really wanted to reach out to people and speak to them but they just it just didn't seem to be possible and then you know you go into like isolation <laughs> and, uh, lockdown and suddenly you don't feel as isolated anymore and you're actually speaking to all these amazing people artists and you know coaches and lecturers and other teachers and the well, connections was like a big thing um, during this time but I think even just I started thinking about, you know, when I was reflecting, I I kept thinking about people that had had, like, a big impact on me and trying to sort of figure out, you know, who I was, where I was, all that sort of stuff. Um, And just thinking about the people that you remember and why you remember them, why they they stand out. Because, I mean, you you meet so many people and you connect to so many people, but you don't remember them all. Mm. (laughs) so, and I just think maybe there's a big part of it where your connections to others do help to pave your path in life. Um, and I think there's maybe connections that I've had years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, that still impact my life today. Um, and because I'm a teacher, like and a primary school teacher especially, I think I've got a big responsibility. Like, I'm working with these kids five days a week. So, I think my connection to them um, could still be having an impact 10, 20, 30 years in the future. Um, and even, you know, the other way as well, like they could, their impact on me, <laughs> um, which I felt more um, intense over the last few while. So, yeah, I think just, I've, I've been thinking about, you know, a variety of different questions. And I think all the questions that have been in my head during this time, they've all, they could all bring me back to those quotes. <laughs> um, I could bring everything back to it and I think being seen and heard and valued is something that for a long time I really just want to make sure my learners feel it that
0: way in my, in the classroom, um, that's what I want <laughs> There's two things, as you've just talked through those there's two things that have um, I suppose sparked in my head and the first is how interesting it is that even though we almost have in in one sense become isolated in lockdown from um so we talk about social distancing and physical distancing and all these things so we have actually for a period of time been really quite isolated physically and yet you feel that you've been able to connect with people who you wouldn't ordinarily have have connected with so I find that really fascinating and almost it's flipping it saying you know on one hand yes we're isolated but on the other hand thanks to technology and you know this big world you've been able to connect and actually I suppose we would never have connected probably had it not been for lockdown which is quite interesting Um, so yeah that that's the one thing and 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 I'll come back to you in a second but the other thing is that idea of um you know people having an impact and you know talking to um Anne the podcast guest last week she mentioned she name-checked her a teacher who she's had for a term at in year five at school um, and could remember her name and the massive impact she had. And, you know, I, I always remember, and I'll name check, Mr. Wiley. So he was kind of the, the teacher at school, at primary school, who he was, a, you know, he took us cross country running and, you know, played the guitar and was really trendy in a band. But his name, you know, I won't forget that name. Um, mm-hmm. And in a few years' time, there'll be kids in your school, I'm sure, who are like, oh, yeah, I remember I remember Miss Anderson, you know, she was really whatever. And, and it is, it's, it's right. We all have those people who, they may never know the impact they had and yet there's something quite profound in there. So yeah, those are just two things that spark um in my head. So I don't know if that um that opens your mind to anything else in terms of the connections and the you know the the impact.
1: Yeah, I think um, even just you know, some I was talking to my mum about all this as well last night. Um and you know, when I think about my mum, um she she didn't have, you know, a very easy time um, as a child. And, you know, we talk about like ACs and things a lot um, in school and, you know, adverse child experiences. Um, and, you know, my mum went through that um, when she was younger and she mentions a teacher and I can't remember the name, <laughs> but she does. She's like, oh, I remember, you know, such and such. And, oh, she was just so lovely. She was so kind and she did this and she did that. And I just think, you know... That was probably a really, really great bit of respite um, for my mum in that kind of situation. Mm-hmm. So I always think about that. Um, to really just from what you were saying about, you know, there's always that name um, that stands out. And often it can be a teacher. Um, for for some sure it won't be, but I think because you're with children for such a, you know, substantial amount of time in their life, mm-hmm. there's a high chance that, that it could be a teacher.
0: So, yeah. and it's i think you know what it, it's often not necessarily um a particular thing or you, you maybe don't remember oh they were amazing at maths or they were brilliant at english you remember that actually it's because they cared or they took an interest in me or they gave me maybe space to try something um so that maybe feels quite um important in sort of maybe going forward, or there's some things to, to take from it, and I'm I'm curious to know from your perspective. Obviously, having taught face to face for however many years until the last few months, you know what's what are the sort of differences that you've noticed in terms of how you're able to connect. Using that word again with your, you know, your pupils and and people, and and you know, has it has it been from has a, it a been perspective from a
1: perspective. Um, I mean, I I feel as if I've been on like a really weird, you know, kind of journey (laughs) with the kids that I've worked with. Um, And not just during this time. Um, Like lockdown, yeah, totally bizarre, totally changed everything. Um, But I think the different things I was trying out beforehand Like, I don't know. sometimes find it really difficult to kind of like put it into words because mm. it's there's so many things that have gone on, um, with me and, and my class, and I've worked with them for a long time now. So, because it's a small school, um, I've been at the school for um, like the past two years, so I've worked with the same group of children, um, and it's going to continue that way as well when I go back, which I'm really pleased about. But I think it's just Maybe it's because I've worked with them for so long or maybe it's because of the different um, ways that we've looked at the curriculum. And I have tried to really sort of create that with the kids as opposed to just something that I, you know, decide myself and I go, right, this is what we're going to do. So it could be, you know, know, a mixture of those kind of things. But I, I think I feel, and I've spoken to other people about this before as well, I feel like affected by everything that happens in the classroom as much as they do
0: mm. like
1: I don't think I see myself as being really separate to what's going on um and I mean I don't know if I'm explaining this very well <laughs> no
0: that's yeah it's and it's what I'm hearing it's almost like you're in it together so there's this yeah. sense of sometimes we kind of perhaps from the outside there's a sense of almost it's the kids and the teachers and they're two separate entities and you know you waltz in and the teachers are all fine and it's your job to you know always be fine for those kids um but maybe something um and maybe this links to your quotes you know in terms of maybe there's something important about you know showing that we're all going through this together whatever it might be so whether it's you know the covid crisis and everything you know going totally shifting or maybe it's just something happens in the news or in somebody's life and rather than it being you know you're separating out yourself as the teacher from the pupils creating some sense of okay how do we get through this together or how do we find a solution um which is perhaps what you were talking about in terms of it's not me dictating what we do it's us as a collective trying to find out you know Mm -hmm. where where we go so yeah that's maybe what i'm hearing in in that sense of you know there's maybe a power in showing how you are coming to terms with you know a new way of working just as much as you know having to be that strong person for the children
1: yeah and I think as well like maybe if, if, if I went back to like thinking about the quote and it's you know that idea of being seen and um heard and valued like a lot of what we have um been doing as as a class together um is based around what they bring to the table. So it's not a case of being like, right, we're going to do the Vikings. <laughs> um, what's on our list for this term? We're going to look at this topic and whatever. A lot of it has been, you know, based around, I mean, we had a noodle topic. Brilliant. Um, <laughs> which was just brilliant. It was mad. Um, and, you know, I did get a few funny looks from um, <laughs> other teachers when I gave them certificates about the noodle topic. And they're like, what are she doing? <laughs> But they were so into it, you know, and it, that just stems from like a conversation where they got really excited about the fact that, oh, no, I know how to cook super noodles. Um, you have to do it this way. And I'm always making super noodles. Oh, no, you can't do it that way. <laughs> and they just sort of started bouncing off each other. I thought, oh, they're quite excited about super noodles. I wonder where that would go. Um, and they love um, like a wee bit of a chance to go a bit rogue as well and do something a bit different. But you know, there's been the Super noodles, and then there's also been we, we had like a, a big topic around you know the kind of local area. But it was very different to what topics like that, but how I've known them to be before. Mm-hmm. where it's a case of here's a map of your local area, and then let's go and go to this location and this location and find out a wee bit about it. It wasn't that. It just felt more real, and they got a real understanding of. You know the history of their their local area, their parents' stories of you know living in that community in the village, um, and it just it just felt real, mm-hmm. um, and that that comes from valuing them and mm-hmm. what you know they bring to the table and what their parents bring and the stories that they have and
0: yeah. So I think that's something that I want to continue. Excellent, and and it, um, I'm just it. I think there's, that feels almost a little bit like a common theme in some of the things that I've seen. Um, so I'm now following you on Twitter and seeing things that are, you know, your thinking and, and um, you know, what, where your, I don't know, um, desires for, you know, education and how you support, how you are able to support those young people in your own area. Um, and I loved the question you posed via Twitter the other week in terms of, you know, what if there were no wet play times? Um, and that seems to have sparked this whole, um sense of so the the curiosity and the energy that you've just talked about in terms of your kids going oh this is what super noodles are about there seems to have been some of that generated amongst adults um just by you posing the question what if there were no um what if there were no wet playtime so you know where's that taken you in terms of posing that question and and you know maybe are you seeing some of those that energy that um you've just described the, the children as having uh, in your, okay, it's not a classroom, it's the Twitter sphere and um, virtual connections. Um, but yeah, how's, how's that going?
1: Yeah, no, it's really interesting. And it's quite funny, actually, putting that comparison out there, because I hadn't <laughs> really thought about that. Um, and I think it's maybe sometimes as teachers, and, you know, when you're working in schools, these sort of things happen. So you have, like, all these wet playtimes and you're stuck in, and as soon as you hear oh it's a wet break and everybody goes oh no (laughs) please no um but at what point do we really question it and really sort of start to go well hang on a minute like what if we actually did it differently why does it have to be that way if everyone's so unhappy about it and it's not working um and I think because maybe previously because you know you get you get to school and you get to work and everything's so busy and you've got your plan and you've got this and this and this and this and your day's already mapped out um and maybe there isn't or hasn't been that kind of space for having that kind of debate and that sort of chat and maybe like really being able to imagine something new and something different where now and maybe because it's easier to connect to different people um And Twitter's a a good example of, you know, where you can can do that. Um, There is that space now to be like, well, actually, there's more possibilities, Mm. Mm. (laughs) more opportunities for change. Um, And getting people together last week, like I thought, where's this going to go? Because, you know, you start to compare it to maybe like staff meetings that you've had before, where there's already perhaps been quite a structured and quite a set agenda, which is, like, when you start to have discussions just about open possibilities, then who knows where that could go, and I think people get really excited about that, mm-hmm. um, and I, yeah, at the moment, still not sure exactly, like, where that will go, but still, you know, gathering new people, so there was some really interesting people last week that I thought, gosh, I've, you know, I've never, I never thought I'd get to speak to, you know, some you know um lecturer from Wales and who's a you know a very high expert in <laughs> all uh, early years and um people from John Muir and you know John Muir Award Manager and I'm just like, you know, this is great. Let's get people together from different um organizations rather than just going right here's our staff meeting with the teachers that and I'm I'm not saying that you know we should there shouldn't be a space for that. Um, but I just think that over this time, having groups of people where maybe there's been like artists, there's been teachers, there's been people from you know mm-hmm. organizations such as like Sustrans and um people from the art galleries and just all sorts, it just gives you different perspectives and gives you more things to think about um and i I think those kind of discussions are actually
0: yeah invaluable.
1: that invaluable anyway
0: yeah, and i, I absolutely, and I think. Um, that space that we have had over the last few months has been really you know like you say it's been really valuable in it in almost we've been able to breathe a bit um, and because we've been forced so our days are completely different so you know we, we don't have a, the routine that we did before so from your perspective the you know getting up going to school being at school knowing what your timetable is for not just for the week but probably for the term it's in place and there's a reason it's in place because it's like right how do we you know we're responsible for these young people and their education and their lives actually we can't just rock up every day and go oh okay what are we going to do today really you know there has to be some sort of structure um but turning you know turning that on its head and, and just having that almost you know the rules were thrown out the window when we all got locked down because it was like well how are we going to work now what is our new routine going to look like and how do we do things it definitely has given us that space to maybe think differently and just in you know i love sadly i've not been able to join those conversations yet but i love the idea of you know you said what if our school uniform isn't you know it's it's a three-in-one jacket waterproof trousers what if that's now part of the school uniform and um so if it's raining outside we go outside and you know see what we learn in 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 the wet weather Um, And i've got images of you know kids running down the road when it's wet and the well is and what do they love doing jumping in puddles and it's okay because I've got the waterproofs on Mm -hmm. (laughs) so yeah I'm really curious about where that goes and and also maybe thinking about you know adult learning so in my in my world as you know facilitating learning or actually yeah I'm, I'm facilitating spaces where people have the opportunity to learn um maybe maybe there's something in that to take for us to take outdoors particularly with maybe people feeling more nervous about sitting indoors for days at a time, close to each other mm-hmm. running and learning. So, yeah, I'm curious to see where that where that goes. Um, yeah, because, um, I mean, if, if you told
1: me a few years ago that I'd be on Twitter <laughs> all the time, like, checking out what people are saying, I'd be like, no, I can't bother with that. I am, like, I can't get enough. Um, and alongside, you know, the post that I had put out, there's been a lot of talk um, about, you know, children wearing blazers and things in the classroom. Um, and even the someone was talking about um, if you were going for a sort of SLT um, job and you were going for the interview, you know, what would you expect people to wear? Um, and that's only then, although they were talking about in an interview, it then went into, well, what you should be wearing in the classroom. And there was still that very you know strong idea that you should be very smart um and almost you know men should be wearing ties and like all these kind of things and you go but does that really fit you know the sort of pedagogy that we're trying to explore does it fit the learning that we want to happen I, I don't think so so I think um even in exploring the idea of you know a, a uniform and maybe it isn't you know a uniform as such maybe it's just we have to look at it with a different name um but what what should a, a uniform or what should clothing be like for 21st century learning and what should that be like for children and what should it be like for adults hmm. I think that's something that hasn't perhaps been questioned enough um and it needs to be questioned.
0: Yeah. And it's just you I'm just thinking, I've got, I'm, I'm thinking back to my um, school days, which were sadly several years ago. Um, but, you know, I can picture the PE teachers. You could, you know, if you stood the teachers in in a line, you knew who the PE teachers were because they were in seating trainers. You could probably guess the art teacher because they were, you know, those sorts of things. And you could probably, you could probably then really stereotype and guess the maths teacher or, the, you know, so actually in our heads, we've got this image of what teachers look like and, you know, and so, yeah, what is it about? how do we shift that um, um, and you know are the, the arguments for uniform, which are that you know, I suppose going right back it was well, everybody looks the same, so actually it, it means there's less opportunity for you know people to be picked on because they look different, but almost thinking about our how society shifted and need to embrace difference and recognize and celebrate difference and develop inclusive cultures maybe there's something in there to explore there um and you've talked a couple of times about you know the questions that we're asking and you've asked you know you've asked yourselves different questions you know are there you know what are the sort of questions that and I guess some of them are quite big questions Um, you know can you share with us some examples of some of those questions that have come into your head over the past whether it's three months or six months and that will maybe pepper your thinking over the next yeah the next few years
1: yeah, um, I think a lot of it. You know, you, you do start to sort of think, right? How did I get here? <laughs> what, what what am I doing? <laughs> um,
0: so nothing, nothing um, big then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's the meaning of What's the meaning of life? <laughs>
1: but you know, I think that this sort of situation it does it forces you to think about that. Um, and when I when I sort of think about it, you know, so went to school, went to art college, did a few things in between and then went into teaching and then, you know, I've been in teaching for a few years and I'm sitting going, right, oh, oh." it just feels as if everything's just went so fast Um, and then you just (laughs) don't reflect on it. So I thought, right, I'm going to reflect on it now. How did did I get here? And I think um, when you start to think about where you got to this kind of point in your life, you know, it's like a series of like decisions that you make. But you think, right, but how did you make those decisions? <laughs> how did you come to that point? And I think some of it goes back to the quote. So it's like, you know, it's it's the connections that you make to people in your life. So, you know, when I was um going through school and everything, and when I was growing up, like my mum and dad just said Uh, they would support me in whatever I wanted to do. They were like, you know, I didn't have like pushy parents saying, oh, but oh, this would be a good job and you should do this one and you should do that and you need to think about this. Um, They did encourage me and, then you know, told me to work hard and everything. But when I turned around and like told them that I wanted to go to art college, it was like, right, okay, well, if you're sure that you want to do that, then great, like go for it. And I speak to some people now, um, people that wanted to go and do something like that. And they went, oh, but, you know, my parents were like that. can't do that (laughs) and had or other people talked them out of it and said no no you can't I mean what how will you make money if you go to (laughs) do something like that um and you know art is like it's such a big part of my life um but even you know when I was talking to my mom about that last night I was like I don't really know where that came from because there's other things and I think about other interests that I've got and you know reading and writing and um, like nature and those kind of things like I can sort of trace them back and work out where they came from so like for reading you know me and my mum always went to the library and that was like a wee special time for me and my mum and we would like pick out books and it was just great I just loved it Um, and I think the stories and you know creative writing like that comes from like my dad and he used to he probably did read us actual stories from books, but he just made them up on the spot. And they're the ones that I remember. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that is just amazing. Um, and nature things, you know, my mum, I remember giving me a little patch of garden um, in our, our first house. And be like, that's your your patch. You, you need to look after that. And, you know, you can do this, you can do that. And then she was telling me last night that like her mum did that for all of them. <laughs> it's just like it's just lovely. So all these sort of things that yeah. we've traced back. But the art part, you know, I said to my mum, I'm like, where did that come from? And she's like, well, I think, you know, it was in school. And she's like, you know, you were always kind of coming back and telling us about the art that you were doing and your teachers were talking about it a lot. And, you know, they talked about your art, you know. Um I think there's there's more to it I've still not quite got to the bottom of it the arts definitely I think it's valued within my family um, I do have like other like extended sort of family and um, aunties and things that have gone down that route and you know do a lot of painting and drawing so I think you know there's there's definitely um, elements in there but I think yeah I was just thinking well how do you make decisions about what you're going to do when you know you're you've not got someone pushing you and telling you what to do <laughs> To make those decisions for yourself. Um, and that feeds into a lot of the things that I think about as a teacher. Um, because I do think that education, part of that, you know, should be helping young people, you know, discover who they are um, and opening up possibilities and not saying, oh, well, you know, you need to go and do this. This is the important thing. That's what you should be choosing to do. Well, mm. how do you open up scenarios for them to discover that themselves?
0: Mm. That's what you know, it's really, really interesting just hearing the questions you're asking yourself and that reflectiveness and perhaps that this time has given you that opportunity Um, and what you just said at the end, it's about helping young people, you know, discover who they are and I think I'm certainly a real big believer in the importance of knowing yourself and if you can start to understand the things that are important to you, uh, not necessarily, you know, I suppose the world of what would call it values and beliefs. Um, but actually if you go what what matters to me, what's really important and what what makes me tick, what makes me happy, if you can kind of work those things out, then it can give you a guide. And you know, what we've talked about today, there's you know a lot of creativity and imagination and, and I'm reflecting back to the conversation I had with Anne last week in um this idea that, you know, art is about creative and innovative thinking and you know, fr- framing problems in different ways. So almost maybe the art thing is this big, um, for you, this big umbrella of which all of these different things play a part. So, you know, nature and seeing things grow, being curious and experimenting, making up stories and, you know, that sort of stuff. So, it's, it's sort of, maybe it's like a those connections that eventually you'll figure out. Um, but certainly, I, I think there's something really powerful in there around helping all of us know what's important to us and who we are. And mm and as we sort of drawing drawing towards the end of the end of, the sort of half hour conversation there's so many things that have kind of sprung up in my mind that i'm like right we need to carry on this conversation which always happens in these you know these sparky conversations that they do spark connections um, but you know what are the sort of things that or sum up sum up things that, that perhaps you'd like to leave people thinking about or or in your head as we sort of conclude this oh, i can't even talk now conclude this conversation
1: I can't believe it's been half an hour.
0: (laughs) Hey, time flies when you're having fun and all that. (laughs)
1: Um, I think, like, for me, you know, thinking about working in education um, and even just what we just talked about, which I hadn't really thought about as much when I was, you know, before coming here, Mm. um, that we have to give, like, space for children to explore And find out who they are. Like that is so important. Um, And I think we need to remember that education, but also like life. Like for me, um, the most important thing is human connection. And if you don't really have that, I think I think those two things like they kind of merge together somehow as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think there's there's a big risk that because there's so much going on, and I think because things were so busy before. That we forget about how important human connection is. Um, And you get tied up and lost in amongst all the busy stuff. um, And maybe you lose yourself a bit as well in that. Um, So I think as a teacher, um, you know, and returning to education and, you know, a matter of weeks, that's something that I'll definitely be taking back to the classroom and back to the school that I work in. And I hope other people do too that we need to remember that human connection and the connections that we make with the children that we work with could still have an impact 10 20 30 years for the rest of their life really um and just keep that
0: in mind like don't don't forget that it's too important to forget it yeah and, and what a great yeah great way to to conclude the the conversation the power of human connection and the importance of yeah the impact um that we all potentially can have on people but we'll never know um and I think that's yeah I shall definitely hold that in my mind as I go forward through my day and the rest of the week um so Katie thank you it's been a pleasure to talk to you and I'm really glad we connected over creative bravery and Twitter um and I look yeah. forward to being part of your wild wandering conversations and others um as we go forward so thank you no thank you you have been listening to the Coffee and Conversation podcast, the podcast that celebrates great people making amazing things happen. My thanks again to my guest, Katie Anderson, and also to you for listening. Until the next time, take care.